one and one invited guests don't answer the door but don't the kitchen the washing upsides popping up his grimy white vest mr tembo a voice boomed from outside it was deep i imagine the owner of the tone strutting in the park with a rhino on a leash we know you're in there let's be adult about this mr tembo let us in so we can sit down and talk about your repayments this is not going to go away breathe in a dose of pure fear why are we in so much deep debt that is working why don't you give up me full score what's going on dry dries his hands and the cloth and then draped it over his, over his shoulder he looked at my older brother Nasea, who was standing in the hallway only a couple of meters from our drawbridge dad beckoned him to retreat Nasea shook his head i put my fork down on my plate Suddenly I didn't love my pasta and mince, even though I had grated some cheese on top of it to nice it up. The leather box crashed again. My heart rumbled. Mr. Tambo. The dad walked out of the kitchen, switched off the light in the front room. He gestured to Nessa again, but Nessa took a step towards the door, closed my eyes and willed for the man outside to go missing. I also prayed that Nessa wouldn't let loose his temper. Why are you scared of them, pussies? That Nessa staring at Dad, like he wanted to go head to head with the dead brothers outside. Dad raised his palms, trying to calm Nessa down. I could hardly watch, bear to watch. I strained my ears and could just make out muffled conversations. Nessa took another stride forward. We all looked at each other. I sank half my black, half my black current. When I placed the glass down, I nearly knocked it over because my hands were shaking. Kiss my nights. Will evenings like this ever stop? They're moving on, said Nessa. Yeah, I can hear them bouncing down the stairs. My heart's put me, it breaks on. Dad closed his ears and eyes and let out a mighty, mighty sigh. Why do you, don't, don't you let them chat you, do you like your pussy, charged Nessa. He rolled towards Dad. Taking his eye hands out of his pocket, I stood up from my chair and walked a step between them. I didn't want them to be warring again. Stand up again to them, raged Nessa. Go, go outside your gate and tell them to move their grimy, muddy, stinking arses from our slab. Nessa, I called. They're gone now. So calm down, bro. Dad picked up the desk cloth, turned and entered the kitchen. I sat down and pushed my half-eaten dinner away. It's not as easy as that, said Dad, resuming the drying of the dishes. I owe them a whole heap of money. I can't afford to let myself get myself into any conversations. I might make things worse. Have responsibilities. Why do you have so much money, I asked. Ness and Dad glared at each other. They didn't give me an answer. Why don't you two ever tell me a damn thing? I raised my voice. Dad stared at the floor. Nessa flicked me a warning look. You shimmering now. You shouldn't be shouting at you though the through the letterbox like you're some kind of mouse. Like you your your boy or something, I swear. If they slap on your gates again, I'll deal with them myself. Oh, no, no, you won't replied Dad. You're only seventeen, it's my problem. You then deal with your problem instead of pushing it out. I wished I could make them stop. They did this time after freaking time. I used to retreat to my dungeon and slam the door behind me. But it made no difference. I was getting tired of them fighting and getting pissed 
what were they stupid pack not to tell me what the freak was going on? I deal with it in my own way, said Dad. I'm going, I'm doing a lot more over time, and they ain't gonna do zero zitch, argued Nessa. You need to tell them they're not paying the interest they slapped on your bill. Tell them to ram the interest where the two numbers hides. Dad took another deep breath. He glanced at the ceiling as if he was asking some, asking God for some wise words. I do my best, he said. Your best, Nessa repeated. So hiding in the darkness like a freaking rodent is what you call your best? Man up. When are you going to take your stance again? Nessa, I'm out of this goddamn place. Hot stepping to his dungeon, Nessa collected his faded demon jacket. He then pulled down the curtain in the room, opened the balcony door and picked out his bike. He wheeled it towards the bridge. Dad's eyes followed him, but he didn't say a squawk. Nessa turned up, turned to me before he disappeared. McKay, don't stay up too late. You've got school in the morning. I won't, I said. If I come back at the other clock, I see you playing games. I'm going to cut stuff you in some, your head corner. Me, me, gonna, gone. Nessa, Dad suddenly called. Please, I'm stopping and searching teenagers at the state since the kids got killed. Don't you think I'm fretting about the feds? interrupted Nessa. I'm more worried about my pops. Ain't got no heart. Dad had his faults. He didn't deserve those lyrics. Dad slammed the door and shut. Dad smacked his right arm against his forehead. He might as well have stamped on my nerves. Nessa got gone. Again, to who knows where on this lo- on these loneliness at night. I've never been safe around here. But since the lady's meeting, I've been it's been mental. I picked up my plate and made it for the kitchen. Can you please get your brother's dirty plate from his room, please? Asked Dad. Don't worry, Dad. I'll wash the rest of the things up. I'll rest before you go roll up to work. No, you cooked. I've got I'll do it, I insisted. And please, Dad, just tell me what's going on. I can't tell you what you fretting about it. Dad replied, just concentrate on your full schoolwork. When I'm nearly fifteen. McKay, I don't need this now. Anger surged through me. I had to step off. Nessa's dungeon was inside the bathroom. A bare-chested tarmac cigar, an old-school hip-hop legend, overlooked his shadow single bed. I remember the copy of the tattoo with Jess, a Tupac written on his back. Only God can judge me. His dirty plate was on the bedside cabinet beside his boombox. Some phone-in show was broadcasting on low volume. I switched it off. His wardrobe doors were open. Every time I saw Mother's clothes hanging up in there, something ice-cold footed through my veins. Dad wanted to give Mother's clothes to charity when she passed, but Nessa switched big time when he heard that. There were one mother of an argument. By the time the bad legs between them were over, a window in Dad's room was blitzed and his top radio was kissing the country floor. Oh, blow. Nessa got his way. So they were, there they were. Mum's niece, light blouses, and skirts alongside of his own garments. There was framed pictures of Mum on his dressing table, angled in with such a way that it was the first thing Nessa saw when he woke up. He asked me once if I wanted one, but no, it's hard enough trying to deal with Mum not being there, let alone having her by my bed, watching my every flex. When I returned to the kitchen, Dad was staring in the sink as if he might find the meaning of life floating. In the soap studs. 
I'll do the rest, Dad, I offered once more. You get ready for work. Dad moved aside to give me the room. He then turned around me and forced a smile. The kind of messed up smile that parents use to hide when it's not really going on behind the eyes. Whatever it was, I knew it was bad. The logs were about to spill over the toilet seat. I am still going to get you got get you something for your birthday, Dad insisted. I pr- promised that to the fullest. I started watching this plate, so letting my frustration with skull grow bad. You don't have to. I do have to, but I raised his voice. I find a lucky something somewhere and get you a present. Dad, please, his expression switched. His eyes narrowed. His eyebrows turned into a V-shape. What are you saying? I can't afford a birthday present. My youngest son for his birthday, 15th. You think that I'm useless? Huh? Do you? No, I don't mean that, Dad. I hope not. Dad gave me a hot look and then glanced up at the TV again. I hope Ness will be all right out there, he said it after a while. The feds won't find Mandrago, you know. Brothers wanted not, not one, but two murders. And nobody saw a thing. Someone must know what's become of them, him. A few weeks ago, Mandrago disappeared undercover. I'd seen him banging fists with Nessa in the park. When he asked Nessa what about, what about it, Tell me to steal my lips on contrary and soapy water. What time did your brother come home last night? I don't know. I don't know. No. I don't like him coming out all hours, but if you put on my foot down, I only make things worse. He won't listen to me anymore. Okay. You know how he is? Dad was wrong. I knew how much I was. I placed a plate on the drying rack. Dad looked at me again. This time there's not a messed up sadness in his eyes like he had when he didn't know what to do anymore. I'm going to have to shower and take up an hour's nap. I'm going to have it before I go to work, he said. Don't stay up too late. All right, Dad, you got credit on your phone? Yeah, remember Mikey thing? Just call me. Okay, or text. Don't kill cut out all your credit chatting to your school friends. Yes, Dad, i got the only idea. Deal, I know the deal. An hour later, Dad was gone. I didn't go to bed. I parked at the kitchen table for a while and thought about Mum. If a few were around, she wouldn't bang Dad and Nessa's head together until they kissed and made up. She wasn't, and I was going to have to face up to another night alone because Dad had to work and Nessa was hot paddling around the state in his rage. I didn't like to admit it to anyone, but I left alone in the castle. A night creaked the living kidneys out of me, especially after all the slaying going on in the irons. I was thinking of ditching the bit and Jonathan just to hear a voice I wanted to save my credits. Instead, I played FIFA 14 on my PS4. Tininess must have licked me and for some point because something woke me half past, half three in the morning. My game was paused but the TV was humming. It was shadowy. I heard footsteps. Okay, what's the matter with you? Nessa was at home and standing watching me in the darkness. Don't you do any freaking thing I tell you to? He said like proper angry. He must have had a hard late night. His tone was fierce. He definitely won't be. Where's your bike? I asked, sitting up. Why don't you, why aren't you in bed? But why did I, what did I tell you before I rolled up? 
You ask him for nothing, you freaking jumps. Get your big gasp into bed before. Where's your bike? I got in again. I jumped up and switched out the fun light. Anessa's flinched and squinted. Bottlenip had swollen to the size of a hovercraft bumper. Blood was trickling down from his forehead. His left eye looked all mangled. What's happened to you, I asked. Have you... You are... Have got hearing right, Nessa? Asked, of course, I replied. Then you must have heard what I said. Get your butt into your bed now. Then no... But bother packing my PlayStation away. Just scrambled in my dungeon and slapped the door behind me. I lay on my bed, fully clothed, quiet and still. I heard Nessa chattering about the bathroom. I turned to my face, to my poster. You say both. I pinned it right against my forehead. Another crazy day in Tambo Castle. You saying, I said to him, not sure how much I can take. I don't know what about sleep, time, sleep. Really caught up with me? I don't know. Must have done something. Because next thing I know, I was being welcomed by someone rocking my shoulder. I tried my I tried to open my eyes, but sleep was good, but it got down for a good fight. A heavy hand rolled me up again. I forced my eyes open, fraction enough to see you, just to make out Nessa. He slapped a plaster on his forehead. His blue right eye was the size of a ping pong ball. His bottom lip still looked if he could save refugees in a mad sea. Okay, wake up, bruv. I set up a little, wiped my ears, and checked my mobile on my bedside cabinet. Quarter to six.